1: Intel's clash with the European Union over chip pricing has dragged on for eight years. But could tomorrow's ruling in Intel's case at the EU Court of Justice ruin the EU's 20 year winning streak in antitrust cases? Intel has continued its battle against the Commission's $1.26 billion penalty in 2009 for using discounts to push out advanced micro devices and the decision by the EU's second highest court to back the regulator. Joining us is Pinar Ackman, a professor at the University of Leeds School of Law. Pinar, will you start by explaining the case against Intel? Sure. So the case against Intel
2: was that Intel engaged in two types of anti-competitive behavior. The first one was that it engaged in giving rebates to um, original equipment manufacturers, so companies like Dell and HP and so on, in return for selling computers that had exclusively Intel chips. So essentially it was encouraging them to sell computers with Intel chips as opposed to computers with AMD chips. And the second conduct was that it also gave some lump sum payments uh, to certain companies in Europe to delay the promotion of a and D products and so on. And the commission, the European Commission thought that both of these practices infringed the rule against the abuse of a dominant position in the EU. And the General Court, which is the first court of instance, um, essentially upheld the decision. So what we are awaiting tomorrow is the final judgment on the matter which will be delivered by the Court of Justice of the European Union. And what, what clues do we have as to how the court is likely to come out in this case? So a very important clue we have is the opinion of the Advocate General Neal um which was delivered on 20th of October 2016. Advocate General's opinion quite heavily criticized the legal assessment of the general court in this case. And essentially, Advocate General has argued that Intel should win almost all of the grounds of appeal. The Court of Justice generally follows the Advocate General. It doesn't always do so, but it, in probably about 80 percent of the cases, it would follow the opinion of the Advocate General. So that's really the main, main, main uh, clue we have in this case.
1: So, Pinar, if Intel does win, what does, effect does that have on other companies? What does it mean for other companies that are fighting uh, the EU antitrust cases?
2: So it will be most directly relevant for any other companies who might and who might have a certain degree of market power in their own markets. The area on rebate is one of the most controversial areas of European competition law because there is severe criticisms of how the law has developed in this area to the extent that it's very formalistic and essentially abuses is found on the basis of the type of rebate as opposed to the effect of any given rebate on the competitive, um, competitive structure and the competition on the market. So tomorrow's judgment, if the court decides in the way that the Advocate General has opined, would suggest that we will be moving towards a more economic effect-based approach, whereby rebates will then be judged on their actual effects on the market or potential effects on the market as opposed to what their names like. So, for example, at the moment, the general court um, judgment suggests that all exclusivity rebates are per se unlawful, which the Advocate General has suggested is a misinterpretation of the law. So it will be important for, first of all, all the companies who might be giving rebates in their um uh, commercial relations with their customers, but also possibly for other dominant companies um, cases at the EU at the moment, because as you have said at the beginning, the European Commission hasn't lost the case of the visa dominance in over two decades. P- P- Can we put some specific companies, uh, names of companies to that? So there, there's a case involving Qualcomm, there's an investigation involving Google. Uh, are those companies that could benefit from this ruling? It depends on how far the Court of Justice goes. I mean, they could benefit in principle if the court shows that it's willing to move towards a more sex-based approach rather than a formalistic approach. Um, Google comes to mind first because in Intel's case, The abuse in question was actually an abuse that has been found to be unlawful in many previous cases as well. So if the court shows some willingness to change the interpretation of the law in such a well-established area of conduct, it might also suggest that it could be willing to do so in more novel types of practices, as is arguably the case in Google.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. That's Pinar Akman, a professor at the University of Leeds School of Law, and we will have that decision for you tomorrow on Bloomberg
0: Law. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor q and